Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Spokesperson for the American College of Emergency Physicians. She's Dr. Lee and the Dr. Lee Vinoker Show. Hi, and welcome back to the show, um, our ER segment. Um, I'm surprised it uh, isn't worse than it is. My next guest, a frequent guest, Dr. Kevin Clower, is the Chief Medical Officer of Emergency Medicine and Chief Risk Officer for Team Health. And welcome back to the show, Dr. Clower. We're talking about distracted walking. And I imagine, you know, this is some cities, there are more walkers than, than drivers, but, uh, you know, even in cities that, uh, don't have a lot of mass transit, there aren't a lot of people walking. I still see people walking in malls, walking everywhere, looking everywhere, but straight ahead. Absolutely, Lee. I appreciate you having me back. And this is a great topic to talk about because our devices have become an extension of our lives and an extension of our body but I don't think we've really figured out how to incorporate them safely. Yeah, it's just crazy. I'm surprised more people aren't hurt. I mean, first of all, you know, driving, that's a whole nother topic. But, you know, even with all the laws we have in place, you know, there's no stigma attached to it as much the way that there's a stigma always attached to, you know, drunk driving. Or could you imagine drunk people, you know, and disorderly conduct walking around the city streets, but this this phone thing, I mean, you even go into a restaurant, a table full of people, everyone's looking down at their phone, no one's talking to each other. Yeah, I, I know that, and sometimes I hate to admit, but even in my family, depending on what we're <laughs> talking about, we might even be texting from room to room, and depending on a given day, I've seen people texting at the same table, texting, well, they say they're texting each other. But what's amazing, you see these... Uh, the focus and these injuries from driving and texting, which is appropriately placed on providing education and avoiding death and significant injury. But when you look at the significant numbers of texting with more minor injuries, and some very serious ones too from walking, they're pretty substantial. And I, we've all seen it. The person texting, walking, trying to multitask, there's no such thing as multitasking. Texting right. and walking is texting and running into things. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, how how big a problem is it? And I imagine in cities like New York, Chicago, you know, that have a bustling area where people actually take mass transit and then walk and everything. Um, it, it's maybe a little bit different than a city, you know, that people drive more Detroit or something like that. So what you're saying is if you live in rural America, you can text and walk for a longer period of time before you bump into a cow. Um, exactly. As opposed to being in New York City, you're going to run into a person a or, or someone else. Going to hurt. Absolutely. Right. Well, I'll tell you, we know that there are tens of thousands of patients that come into emergency departments in the U.S. every year because of pedestrian injuries. But we, we have now found and got some credible data that says it's somewhere around 10% of those are specifically attributable to texting injuries or using your device. And it doesn't just have to be texting. It's looking at the information on your device. Whether you're texting, surfing the Internet, looking at an email, sending an email. I think we focus our efforts on texting, but this is really using your device inappropriately when you're trying to do something that requires coordination of your eyes, your brain, and the motor systems of your body. Yeah, and I mean, there have been studies that, you know, people think that they can multitask, but the brain was not set up to do that. And um, 
you know, it's, it's crazy. I mean, what if some of the crazy things that you've seen that people have come in because they admitted they were texting in the beginning, they're kind of embarrassed when they come in with their accident, like walked into a water fountain, fell in <laughs> in the middle of a city. Comes so you've in got to know how to water. swim and not text. Apparently right. you've got to have both of those skill sets. It's right. interesting. You look at some people saying, well, you know what? Older individuals who are um, sunsetting in their life and their retirement don't adopt technology early enough. They could really engage better with culture. Well, they avoid injury also. You look at the data out there, and the vast majority of these injuries are between ages 16 and 25, and definitely under the age of 30. So maybe this is one argument for those people, the older people, <laughs> to stick with their flip phone or not have a cell phone at all. Yeah. Uh, it's just... And it's sometimes it isn't even texting. You know, we talk about texting. I see people playing games while they're walking in the street. I mean, really, it's one thing, you know, you're getting an emergency text and you're heading, you know, rushing over to the hospital to see someone you're texting. I can understand that a little more. But really, you have to play Candy Crush while you're crossing the street. I mean, that just doesn't make any sense at all. Well, I think if you're texting and crossing the street, you're going to play person crush pretty quick. Right. It's like a game of Frogger. So I think you have to be careful. I think people, particularly younger people, tend to think that these are the types of injuries that happen to someone else. And I think we really have to realize this. No, this is the injury that can happen to you in a split second. And if you are doing something that's really easy to do, like walk, you don't have to think about it much, but does require some critical input from your eyes and other sensory systems to avoid a catastrophic event then you can't run the risk of being distracted. And there's some pretty credible evidence out there to say that not only are you really distracted when you do this and run the risk of injury, but also a recent study reported this changes the way you walk, your gait pattern, how fast you walk, do you veer off to the side, um, how many steps do you take, and you're walking a way that, that is different from the way you normally walk and you're more likely to trip and do other things that can create injury. Yeah, so... How, um, and supposedly it's like more than doubled since these, uh, in the last uh, 10 or 15 years, right? Because phones, if you think about it, I mean, you can do so much on the phone, you know, surf the web, you know, and do whatever. So that's the more that they can put on our cell phones, <laughs> the more distracting they become. Well, you are right. And when, when the advent of the, of the motor vehicle came out, we didn't have seatbelts. Now we're all the way to airbags and anti-lock brakes and so many safety devices. We should learn from our history and realize that now we have this explosion of technology. Maybe we need to remember that we have to use it safely and figure out ways to do that. We need seatbelts. We need airbags. And what that is, is really at this point, is really understanding what you're doing. Maybe when there's motion, the phone should shut off. Maybe that's going to be the safety mechanism. But first step is recognizing that you're putting yourself at risk when you're texting, interacting with your device, and you're trying to do something that requires motor coordination. Mm. You could have an airbag app. How about that? Where <laughs> I love it. Yeah. After all, they're starting to get helmets and things for motorcycles that kind of form an airbag. Something could come out of the top of your phone as you're starting to tip it over. Absolutely. <laughs> you should be working on that. 
Um, so common sense advice. I mean, you know, what do you tell your kids? I mean, I, when my son started driving, I just was going crazy with the, uh, you know, you're not going to text, you're not going to text. And he's, he's actually pretty good about that. But everywhere else I'm with him home as he's home from college visiting, I feel like I only see the top of his head. No, absolutely. They, and I don't think there's any way to get people away from their devices, but to use them more safely. I agree with you. The first step is, particularly with the uh, more severe injuries, texting and driving, we have to educate people, and particularly our children and the people we know. The phone goes in the trunk. It's turned off or it goes somewhere you can't reach it. I heard a horrible story the other day of a mother who gave those instructions to her son. Um, he was a well-respected football player and student at his high school. She texted him because she wasn't sure where he was at, if he was in between where he was going from or he had arrived. She wasn't trying to text him while he was driving. And she was just trying to keep track of him, and he's not supposed to use his phone. He glanced down to look at her text message, which was completely well-intentioned, and he went off the road and killed himself and a few oh other people. God. Yeah, Very that's... sad. So I think the message there is, whether I'm texting you or not, you cannot have the device prompting you to look away from the road, no matter who it is. And then when we're walking and interacting, when we're trying to do multiple things, we have to realize if the I, – I would say – Put it, put it on, put it on vibrate. And if it vibrates, stop walking and take a look and see if it's important enough to stop what you're doing. If it's not, you can do it later. Yeah, really, uh, no message is, is that important. So, uh, it's critical. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Everybody needs to listen to that for their New Year's resolution. This is the Dr. Levin Oker Show, Health from the Outside In on Radio Thanks, Lee.